So welcome to another episode of The Human Blueprint. I'm Angelo. I'm here with Herman and Bernard. We are here virtually today. So for anybody actually watching the podcast, you'll notice a different environment, a different setup. But nevertheless, we wanted to make this happen. We want to continue to deliver consistent value every week. And so with this episode, we're going to be going over the law of attraction and I know Bernard and I have a lot to share with our experiences with the law of attraction. So before we get into it, Bernard, do you want to share maybe a little bit about your experience with the law of attraction? Sure. When I was first introduced to it, I didn't really understand it. They just said, Hey, look, if you want something, if you think about it enough, if you desire enough, you're going to achieve it. So back then all I wanted was materials. I just wanted to make more money, have a lifestyle that was really fun and interesting and just collect more things. That's all I cared about. So that's what I did. I, I set my mind towards it and I started to achieve things. And then I just didn't stop. I just kept on thinking about more things like, okay, I got to accumulate this and accumulate that. And it wasn't until Herman, I met Herman and he started pointing things out. I started to realize that even though I was gaining things, I started to lose things too. I didn't realize how I was treating my, my wife, how I was treating my family, how I was treating some of my, my closest friends, and even how I was treating myself. So the, the, while the law of attraction did somewhat work, it also was really pricey. It was a very, very expensive, I guess, exchange. And But once Herman pointed those things out, then I started to make other changes and start to make it less selfish and more selfless. And now it's, it's like, it's more balanced now. It's, it's definitely more balanced. And if it, again, if it wasn't for Herman and with my reflection, there's no way I would have seen those things. It's quite, actually, now that I look back, it's quite dangerous. I could have lost a lot more than I gained. But that's my experience with a lot of attraction. <laughs> yeah. Angela, did you want to share a little piece of yours before we go further? Yeah, because I think mine's a little bit different compared to yours, Bernard, because you said you kept getting stuff. For me, I uh, found out about the law of attraction and I started to learn and study and really wanted to attain all these things. So I had the vision board. I had printed out all these different items that I wanted, put it up there, visualized it, dreamed it, but it never came to me. Um, the one thing that I did start doing was I just started to learn a little bit more. I was a little bit more open to dreaming and thinking a little bit bigger. So in that aspect, it helped me get on the path of, of growth. And that path ultimately led me to Herman. And I'm so grateful that it did because I was going down a, a very bad path, a very dark path. And a few years before I met Herman, I just felt stuck. So I know that there's a lot of people that can probably relate to feeling stuck because we get on so many calls and that's the one word that a lot of people use. And I felt completely stuck in my tracks. I didn't understand what I was doing wrong because I felt like I was applying the things that people were teaching me. I had the vision board. I was thinking about it. I was visualizing it, but nothing ever came to me. And so in that sense, I started to lose hope and I started to think that maybe it just wasn't for me or maybe it just didn't work. And then eventually I ended up meeting Herman and that really helped because 
a lot of things that he initially shared with me were brand new. I never heard about the type of things that Herman was teaching. And so it was a lot more aligned with who I am as a person and what I wanted to become. And so I'm, I'm grateful. Law of Attraction, it didn't really work out for me, but it did lead me uh, down a better path and, you know, meeting all of you. So I am grateful for that aspect. Okay, so let's pick, picture this for the viewers and the listeners here, okay? Let's say you go into Starbucks and you want a coffee. Do you just ask for the coffee and then just take it? Or do you have to do something before that? You have to pay. Okay. Let's say you want to go watch a movie. Do you watch a movie and then just walk out? Or what do you have to do before that? Got to pay. Okay. Say something on Amazon you liked, you want it to deliver to your house. Is it delivered to your house first? Or you got to do something before that? You always got to pay. Ah, there's always a cost and a price for everything in life. Here's the problem why so many people are stuck. Are you ready to get into this? Because everybody has to really listen to this. Okay. The reason why Bernard's no longer stuck, Angelo's no, no longer stuck, all the people we help are no longer stuck. Think a picture of this. As soon as they get rid of this word called comparison, because that's what people do. They use this LOA to say, so-and-so has this house, has that car, kids go to that school, live in this neighborhood, have this, have that, do this, do that. And all they do is compare. And so they use it as a tool, as a hack to say, I'm going to get this. I'm going to get that. I want this. I want that. But at what price? Because they think that just by using this, that there's no price. But like Bernard said, every single time you acquire something, there is a price for that. And most people on this planet no longer are accountable. So they look for everything else in life so that they don't have to be accountable and still get ahead. That's what's wrong with people using this so-called LOA because they want to use it for selfish means. I've never ever met someone use LOA for a selfless mean. And what I mean by that, to clarify, a lot of people here in America hear LOA, start practicing, do everything Angelo said, do everything Bernard said, even more than both of you combined. <laughs> Where they come from and the countries they come from, not great, very, very poor, very, very poor economy, very hard to get jobs, very hard to even sustain a basic life from where they come from. Now, how come when they come over here and they hear about LOA, it's all about, I need this, I need that, I want this, I want that. Why does that happen? Because they had nothing. Angela? Yeah, I mean, that, I, I would agree with what Bernard said. But you see, the problem is you don't help people by taking something first, by taking about us, by fo focusing only on us. So there was an experiment done, and to completely debunk this LOA, perfect experiment. And this is something we'll try at our future event. Everyone had a balloon. They blew up the balloon and they wrote their name on it. Okay, so that's mine, right? That balloon belongs to me, it has my name on it, my full name, no one has that exact same name out of 100 people. So they took all those balloons and they put it into a room. 
all of those hundred people were told, first person to go find their balloon will win. Okay, so they think they got LOA on, on their side. They're like, okay, I could do this. How come not even one of them could find their balloon? Not one. Every single time they do this exercise, not one person can find their name on their balloon that was placed in that room. Do you know why? Because they're using the wrong law. Think of it this way. The law of synchronicity says the more that I so-called harmonize with my environment, more that I harmonize with who I am, the more that I harmonize with those around me, the more I am able to offer. The more you are able to offer, the more that can come back to you. LOA says, nope, let's bypass that. Let's hack that. Let's offer nothing. Let's ask for everything and let's take it and run. So what, 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 what we're trying to really say is if you found a balloon and didn't have your name on it, wouldn't it be smarter to find the person now whose name belonged on that balloon? Wouldn't it be smarter to help every single person find their balloon? But you see, in order to enter the gate of the highest consciousness, you have to do two things. You have to make sure you help others before you help yourself. But everybody helps themselves before they help others. They need to help themselves and feel good about themselves before they ever help anybody else. They need to acquire something first before anybody else is allowed to acquire it. And what's wrong with how we live in this world is because if we only focus on just acquiring for ourselves and not for others, you'll realize very soon that life will not help you. Life will not be designed the way you thought it was because once it's time for you to pay that price that you thought you got away for free, it always comes at the most inconvenient time and it always comes when it hurts the most. <laughs> okay. I'm just thinking about what you're saying and reflecting again, as usual. And that's when I was so focused on obtaining all these things. I wasn't even paying attention to, to my wife, to Han at all. I didn't realize like, Hey, she's not doing well. She's, she smiles. I'm not saying she's like grumpy all the time or anything, but she just wasn't being herself. She was always, how do you say, like something's just off. And I couldn't understand because I achieved most of the things that I wanted in my head, at least based on law of attraction. Like here's what I wrote out and here's what I wanted. And then I obtained it, but it's like, how come this didn't bring any joy? It, that like, we look at the cost, like, what was the cost? That almost cost me my relationship. And how come my family, my parents were still bickering and upset and I couldn't reach out to them. I couldn't mm -hmm. even get through to them. It's like, I couldn't, I couldn't understand like what it was. I was like, Oh, maybe I need to, shift my my desires and it's like oh maybe we should ask for everything but then <laughs> but then you're going to miss something it was always like that thought of i'm not reading the fine print and then that's when again when you pointed things out i was like oh yeah how could i not see this it's so simple well it's simple after you point it out but <laughs> like they're in time it's like what but so is law of attraction is it 
is it does it work like what what happened like how how are people able to obtain things and and i guess well i guess that you do pay a price at some point everything has a cost okay anytime you think that you got away without a cost you're lying to yourself so you have to make sure that you always pay it early and first otherwise it accrues, accrues interest and it's not in your best interest to to pay later on how does one know what the cost is though think of it this way you like to acquire a lot of things before bernard so let's say the most grandest thing you wanted to acquire was what happiness you wanted to acquire maybe financial this maybe you wanted to acquire something physical that some something digital this let's say whatever it is you wanted to acquire every single time you so call tap into using that LOA to acquire something you have to be very cautious because that is only temporary that's why you will never feel fulfilled in the real way of how it works in synchronicity it is not temporary because you're taking something that's completely internal and esoteric and you're giving that same internal esoteric fulfillment to someone else but if you just take something internal and esoteric and you make it into something external and more like physical and you're dependent on everything physical and outside of you to make something inside of you feel good that will never last that is not how you live life and if that's how you think that you need to live life and if that's how you were programmed to think how you need to live life when life hits you and life will hit you when life hits you in chinese we say san lo beng sei which means birth aging sickness and death we cannot escape any of those and so when life hits you and say you start getting sick you start losing people you love the most you start also your greatest and closest friends start betraying you also you have to ask your questions that you didn't want to ask before why is this happening and you'll have to always but you see the problem is everyone has short term memory they don't remember what they asked for 5 10 20 years ago they just think oh i got this on my head i got this on my head they have such short term memory but you have to have the long term memory to remember all the things that you asked for because when it's time to pay with the accrued interest and you don't have enough credit or enough to cover those costs it is a very unpleasant meeting when it's due and that's when a lot of people realize all of a sudden why is it i got sick or why is it that i i look 20 years older now or why is it that i can't i can't feel this way why is it that i could do this 5 years ago and not now huh. you have to ask yourself what are you sacrificing what are you giving up and for every single person bernard that is different because it depends on the magnitude of what they got to what they asked for this is part of what really inspired me when i first met you herman because I was programmed to only think of my life as like this. Mm-hmm. But really it's a lot bigger than I could even imagine because I had no concept of spirituality. I didn't really understand life. I had like zero understanding of it. And so after I met you, what really helped me to make changes to really say I don't want LOA, I want to be more synchronized and work on myself internally was keeping that bigger picture in mind. It was understanding that life is so much greater than just the short amount of time that I have here, and I want to make sure that I do something 
greater with it that could last much longer rather than just getting something. And that's what completely shifted my mindset. It completely shifted, you know, what my goals were and what I was aspiring to become. And one thing you're missing too, Angelo and Bernard is it's so easy to ask for this, right? Intellectually, you think I just can ask or think about it and I'm going to get it. I can ask that's what they said. Because <laughs> that's what you're told, right? But like you said, there's no fine print. And with any agreement, there is always fine print. And so you have to make sure that before you ever ask for something, before you ever want to acquire certain things, we have to understand everybody in life has a certain amount of fortune. That's why in Chinese, when we look at the zodiac and we understand why you're born under a certain star, a certain sign, a certain time of year, means basically what your so-called star is aligned with, synchronized with. If your star says that you align with, say, this star and this, this sign, and it says you can only acquire X amount based off of your past deeds from a past life, but you want to compare yourself and say, I need to get ahead. This person can have it. I want that. You think that's what you're told. That's what you can do. But the problem is in order to get from what you are so-called allotted for in life, but then you want to compare to get something that you saw someone else has a lot more in theirs. A lot of people in order to get that, they will lie. They will cheat. They will steal. They will do anything, betray just to so-called get an inch ahead. And you have to ask yourself, what about the burden that that puts on debt for us? Because when you no longer have a body, that debt is still there. And that's why every time people keep coming back and coming back, they come back with their personality. They come back with their own likes and dislikes. They come back with their own flavor. If we don't understand that life is meant not to just so-called enjoy the finest materialistic things, but life is actually meant to so-called bring joy to as many people as possible who don't have as many things. So that whatever their fortune is, by our kindness, we can allow them to have just a little bit more and a little bit more. And it goes back to the balloon exercise. Everybody's just thinking, oh, I got to get my balloon first. No one ever thought about, oh, let me help Bernard get his. Let me help Angelo get his. Let me help everybody get their balloon first so that they're fulfilled. And then all of them can help take care of me the way I took care of them. That's reciprocity. But people are not involved in that. They don't care about that because that's not egotistical. And in the Western world, everybody's only focused on ego. What I can display, what I can show off, what I can feel better as, than you so that they say they have quote unquote bragging rights. What is bragging rights? That they feel that they're better than you so they can feel that they're better for that one second? And if you feel better than that person, the person receiving feels worse. Correct. And then how are you supposed to help make the world a better place if we're always trying to suppress other people as opposed to really lift them up? Okay, so here's a question. Going back to Elway, what if somebody is saying, hey, look, I want, I desire world peace. Mm -hmm. So how, what's the cost of that? That's okay to the extent that you don't go against. So here's a problem. A lot of people who say they want world peace, they have no concept what that means. Because 
in order for the world to have peace, each individual must have peace first. Don't think the world is magically going to have peace. We check off a box and it's going to have peace. <laughs> doesn't work. Flip a switch, going to have peace. We're the world. The world is inside of us. The world is outside of us. We live through these, the portal. If we do not help everyone find peace, which is what we do every single day, then how can anybody have peace in the world? The world's not just going to, remember, the world will be so much better without us. The world sustained itself for millions and millions of years without us. We come along and in a short period of time, maximize the population, minimize the resources, and we call that world. Doesn't work that way. We're, we're almost, we're like the cancer for the world. So the world had peace even before us. But you see, the plants had their own peace. Animals had their own peace. Oceans had their own peace. The sky had their own peace. The mountains had their own peace. But see, humans come along and we want to cause more and more disruption, more and more so-called complications. We have to be peaceful first before the world can ever be at peace. Does that make sense? Yes, that makes sense. Because mm -hmm. now that I think about that, the cost, let's say somebody just asks, like, hey, look, I really want world peace. And the cost of it is to wipe out humanity. Mm -hmm. Because that's, that's what, based on what you're saying, like the world before us was really, really peaceful. And because of our human nature or what we've been taught is like consume, 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 go after these things and just create a mess. Mm -hmm. Really world peace would be no humans. Right. But, or, that, or, but, but that is the more extreme side. We don't want to go to that side. We want to go to the side not. where we were meant to be caretakers of this planet. I'm going to write something. Let me find a piece of paper here. I'm going to write something here because I feel that it would do us some justice. So I'm going to take an envelope. I'm going to write something. So. I need some game music. In Chinese, what does this say, Bernard? Yan. Person. Or Person, man, man right? What does this say? Team. Sky. Heaven. Heaven. Man is connected. But when they lose, what did they lose? Their head and their heart. When they lose the head and the heart, what happens? Actually, I don't even know what. They just that? become the man. Mm. You need to have the head in your heart to fulfill that so-called consciousness so that you can allow yourself to rise above anything. That's why in Chinese we say, in the sky, that's where people view they think heaven is, but that's not true. It's this. Once your mind and your heart, your body is able to connect, then you're able to have that peace. You're able to have that consciousness. You're able to have that awareness. But when you eliminate this and this, from the soul, which is what allows us to be the caretakers of this land, and you eliminate that, what happens to the land? The land is going to be sucked away the way our soul is sucked away. Whatever goes on internally with each and every one of us, we project externally. So if more and more of us become selfish and greedy, we're going to project that onto the planet. And when we project that onto the planet, what do you think the planet will have to fight itself when all we do is just take and take and take? 
so as a, a couple of steps that maybe a person can take after hearing this, because I know where I was at as a person when I was studying the law of attraction and my goals and desires and things that I had going on. But this is a complete 180 because I think the biggest difference is you're, we're being selfless instead of being selfish. So what would be maybe a thing or two that somebody could actually apply in their life to achieve what we're talking about, to have peace and to do something greater for the world? Well, here's the problem with that. When we tell people to be selfless, they think, okay, and they just give everything away to anybody and they have nothing for themselves. That's not what we mean. For whatever reason, people just don't get it. So we're gonna help you get it. When you're told to be selfless, you need to be a little selfish to take care of yourself in terms of your health, your hygiene, your, your, your so-called family. But it doesn't mean that it has to be at the expense of everybody else. When you take care of your health, your hygiene, and your family, that's great. That's where you need to be a little selfish. But then when you go to the selfless, that's when you go outside of your home to make sure that that person who has only a certain amount of finite fortune, that you can maybe make their day just a little bit better, a little bit better, a little bit better. It's like the balloon exercise. What if we all gave something first before we ever found ours? The world would be such a better place because it's the fulfillment you just gave those other 99% of the people that you are able to fulfill yourself. It's like you took so many people try to fix something internal by using something external. So they feel they have a breakup. Oh, let's go to the bottle. Let's, let's go drink. They feel, they feel so-called bored or unfulfilled. Let's go to a smoke. They feel like they're, they're, they don't know who they are. Let's go to drug. They, they don't know what to do. They feel incompetent. Let's go to food. And it's like they always take something external to fix something internal. And that is never the cure. Internal is where the problem is. So that's where it must be addressed. So when we talk about selfish and selfless, don't get that confused. Yes, you need to have a little bit of selfishness. Take care of yourself, otherwise you won't have anything to help others. You cannot help the poor by being one of them. You have to have something to help others with, first off. Second off, you cannot take so-called selflessness to the extreme where you've given everything you possibly own or have to anybody, but then the people you gave to were the most selfish people and it didn't, it didn't mean anything. It didn't carry the same weight. So they burned and abused everything you gave them. And then there was nothing left for you or them. Right? So the selflessness we're talking about is think of it this way. When someone needs something, the first thing they need is to be heard. How many people listen? Not many. Everybody knows how to use their mouth. They don't know how to listen anymore. If you listen twice as much as you spoke, I can guarantee you that people will start being heard and you'll start to understand the shoes that they walk in. So then you know how selfless to be with that person. And that's interesting because that doesn't cost any money. That does not cost a thing other than your time, but people view their time to be the most important asset, but they only use it for everything that is selfish. And so it diminishes what they're able to give. 
and while you're speaking about that, that incident of how if you just give somebody things and they don't value it, that's exactly what happened with my, my family, my, mm-hmm. my aunt. Oh, I shouldn't say this one. <laughs> but it's okay. So my, my aunt was uh, helping my, my cousin and she just gave this gave money and just kept on giving. And she found out the guy was taking a, a, a trip to, to Japan on business class where there's no need to, and he's spending all this money. So she's like, why am I giving this guy money again? Mm-hmm. Like she was doing it because she wanted to help them, but then he just ended up abusing it. And that's, that's a perfect example of how, if someone doesn't value it, you're just wasting that money. You could, she could have done something else with that and gave it to somebody else who, who needed more or appreciated more. See how you said that? That's perfect, Bernard. That's why you have to be selfless to the right people at the right time. If they haven't proven that they are worthy of that, what it is that they're asking for, then you have to know when you draw that line so that you can give to someone who's more worthy or more deserving. That's where people get it wrong with selfless because they hear, oh, self, less of me, I'll give it all away. Doesn't work that way. Oh, selfish, oh, self me ish yeah i'm going to show my ish away i'm going to make sure that everyone knows that ish so then it's like i'm going to just keep taking it but they don't have any balance in their life and that's what's wrong because they hear one thing oh let's run with that that's the latest fad oh they hear this oh let's do that oh they're wearing this we're going to wear that we're going to do this because everyone's doing that you have to be so cautious because without that balance and without setting those rules and those standards you will always be walked over you will never have enough for yourself and you will never have that purpose you're looking for because it will be constantly taken away because you haven't learned to harness it. So listen more. Imagine what the world would be if we listened more. Definitely more understanding. Definitely. Maybe a little more peaceful. Yes. Again, I'm thinking about growing up even going through school teachers don't listen really no they do not. i got some no don't get me wrong i had some really good teachers right i had some really really good teachers that i still still remember and they were really really good but then there are other ones like i don't even blame them it's more the the system that was created that mm-hmm. it's top down so you sit there you listen i'm not gonna listen to you mm-hmm. you listen to me and then you're not really heard because who who's sitting there creating that space for you to, to hear what is going on with your life and not even offering advice. It's not even that it's just to just hear you out. But it's very rare. They just expect you to get it. Mm -hmm. It's, it's so weird when I think about this is that we have two years most of us two years and then you you're supposed to hear more but we generally don't do that and imagine if we were able to stop asking for things for this but start giving in all the right ways no one really realizes how blessed they are because they're so busy comparing what somebody else has Mm -hmm. take those blessings like the balloon example take those blessings and, and put it in the right place at the right time for people that have even less than you, that are less fortunate than you, that don't have 
as much as you so that you can allow them to get somewhere. And who knows when you actually develop and invest in that person, that who, what they may, might become, what they will become. But no one's putting that investment in anybody other than themselves. So here's a question. Oh, Angela, you want to ask? I was just going to say, I've experienced firsthand how listening to somebody is truly the thing that they want. It's not really what you have to offer. A lot of people feel that in order to help somebody, you have to give them, let's say like a homeless person, because we, we helped a lot of homeless people and we gave them food, home cooked food. And it was so interesting, the response from different people, because some people were so grateful and others were not grateful at all. They just wanted something else. But I think above all, the most grateful people were the ones that you actually connected with and had a conversation with. And it was an actual human interaction and they, and they felt valued. But Bernard, go ahead and ask your question. I was just about to ask a question of how would one know when they're being say selfish so they can take care of themselves and not go overboard and well, that's a little different for everybody. For instance, let's say you had a brother or sister like Angela, okay? And let's say they ask for help. So the first time you do it, because that's family, you do it, you help. But then like Angelo finds out, oh, the brother didn't actually need the help. He just wanted the money. Or let's say his sister just wanted to get him to do the dirty job. Or let's say his dad wanted to get him to do all the things that his, his father doesn't want to do. Then some lines have to be drawn because it's okay, you want to help but not to be taken advantage of, okay? Mm. Selfish means I got to make sure I'm taking care of myself so that I have more to give to others. Selfless does not mean you give everything away and nothing left for yourself. That's a very important, but that's like you invest in a company, the company takes it all and then it says, oh, we're, we're broke, we need more, we need more. But they, they just file chapter 11. Would you give more? Nope. Nope. So why are we going so bankrupt energetically and then saying, you know what? Oh, we're going to be selfless, but you have nothing left. So what are you given? What, il what else is left to give? And usually when you do that, they don't give back. Ah. So then it's just depleting all the time. There's no and exchange. Remember, see how we said, listen, well, think of it this way. When you use an LOA, you expect someone or something somewhere to listen to you. Not true? Mm -hmm. Because you're saying it out loud here, you're saying it out loud here, you're saying it out loud every which way because you're trying to hack the system so that you can get something that technically required no comparison because it didn't necessarily mean it was yours. It didn't necessarily mean you were able to acquire that right now but everyone's trying to hack it. Everyone's trying to cheat it. Everybody's trying to get ahead by not the greatest means. And so we have to be very cautious when we are asking for things because how can we acquire or attain things when we're not even listening to others? Wouldn't it be that if we listened to other people and heard them and allowed our blessings to help them with theirs, wouldn't that be more how do we say acceptable and easier to understand that would connect us even faster rather than look up in the sky and pray 
and, and wish and hope and have all these things and just expect it's going to show up as your package and knock on the door and it's just going to be there? It doesn't work that way. But if we are not willing to give first, then we will never be able to receive. You have to be able to give it first. It's like that cup. You have to make sure it's empty, but you, every time you give something, then you refill it with something good. And that's why the more you do good for people, then you refill it. The more you do good, you refill it, the right people. Then you give, give away to the right people, the more you receive it, the more you receive it. But people have no clue with the balance anymore. And all they do is they think when they give the slightest little thing, they need a trophy, award, they need a plaque, they need it enamorized, they need it to be in history and in the archives before they ever give something else again. Problem is, the greatest people in this world who give the most never won an award, never had a trophy, never had their name immortalized in history, but they gave the most. And you know who's that? That's our mothers. That's our fathers. That's our families that have given so much for us. And all that they ask of us is to grow up and become good people. Now imagine someone who's given you life. All they ask is for you to become good people. But when we grow up, we look at all the comparisons and we think, yeah, well, so-and-so has this. I want that. So let's sacrifice that good people. Let's sacrifice all the sacrifices that those that came before us have sacrificed so that we think we can get ahead. But you don't realize the blood that runs through your veins, it's not technically yours. It's your ancestors, your ancestors' ancestors. It's their sacrifices that allowed you to be here right now. And so think of it this way. If we are so disrespectful and we forget where we came from, we abuse and turn our back to those that came before us. We take and take and take from those that came before us. And we think, okay, lend the free, let's, let's take it. This is for me. And when you go into that state of complete selfishness, the price that you have to pay will be so high that when it comes due, most people don't have what it takes to pay it. Oh, I, I paid some prices, some pretty heavy prices. I've been fortunate enough to, to still be here. But yeah, I, I understand there are prices. And you know a lot of people, Bernard, if I'm not mistaken, that have paid the ultimate price. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Quite a, quite a bit recently. And so why don't we do something more with our life other than trying to just try to hack something and cheat something, but actually give something, which means actually genuinely caring about people. What happened to that? That, that almost never exists now. What happened to actually genuinely helping people and caring about people? Let's have a lot less selfishness in all the wrong ways and a lot more selflessness in all the right ways. I guess that's also a good exercise for people to even take from this podcast is just go and listen to people or the right people. It might take a while to figure out those people, but if you just go out there with the intention that, hey, I'm just here to, to listen to you and just try it, mm-hmm. what you can create with that. And some of the things that we have to be cautious of is people when they hear this part, they'll go listen to all the wrong people telling them all to do all the wrong things because 
that's what they were told or that's what they learned. Listening to the right people means those that are building you up, those that are helping you grow, those that are helping you become a better person every day. Those are the people you listen to. Because for whatever reason, when we say certain things like listen to the right people, it just doesn't register because people have no more balance. And so they listen to all the wrong people. It's like those like stereotypical stories of high schoolers and their, their friends. And there's always like those cool kids are telling you to all do, do these bad things. It's always fun. And there's always that one guy or girl who's always been there for you and you just ignore them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, those are the ones that you should have been listening to. Those are the ones that will do anything for you. Yes. Yes. And ne- they never wanted anything from you. No. All, all they wanted to do was, was help you. Mm-hmm. And be friends, if not more than friends. Mm-hmm. Right? To be someone that you valued because they valued you. But because they were not as cool, then they got cast aside. Right? Because what they wanted was that so-called short-term high of being cool or being accepted. Not realizing the only acceptance you ever need is the one of yourself. No acceptance of others is short-lived. Correct. Because in the wrong environment, which is what we go over in greater in-depth for inner circle calls, when you are in the wrong environment every single time, then you start to see the same trends, right? The same clues that keep showing up, the same patterns that keep showing up. And yet every single time, people will keep doing it. And it's because they don't have that clarity. And the whole point is once you have that clarity, then you can make better decisions. And that's why people are stuck, right? People are always saying this to us, we're stuck. Well, because you're not clear, so then you don't have a target. And then if you're not clear, you can't get that target. So we're trying to make sure you're as clear as possible so that you can reach that target as soon as possible. Exactly. Well, I think that we covered quite a bit. Bernard, do you have any any last questions or thoughts to share? No, just quickly around clarity. I, I always remember what you pointed out. And once I saw it, it was so clear that I made the changes literally minutes after. I mean, there's still work to be done. Like, it's going to be honest with everyone. But it, it, that clarity just gave me that direction that I needed. So it's always, it's always interesting to see how things, how quickly things can change. Yeah, that Did was you a, both learn something today? We learned a lot of things as usual. <laughs> but you see, that's the thing. Never stop learning. I learn something new every single day. I think that's something we can all adopt. Because what happens is once people think about learning, they only think that's in school. The greatest lessons in life are outside of the classroom. Very true. Well, thanks so much. Um, We hope that you really enjoyed this episode and that you could take away something and apply it to your life so that you can help yourself and help others in all the right ways. And if you enjoyed this episode, just it would mean the world to us if you could rate it review it leave a comment leave some type of feedback so that we can continue the conversation on whichever platform that you listen on so thanks for tuning in thank you
Thank you.